Thank you for listening to this very special episode of the Global Leader Podcast with your host, Jason Cooper from jasoncooper.io. If you want to share, please do. If you want to like or if you want to subscribe, it'll be very much appreciated. This special episode is with Alex Stern. You're going to enjoy this one. Good afternoon, good evening, or wherever you are in the world, listening to this wonderful podcast called the Global Sales Leader Podcast. And I'm absolutely delighted uh, because I've got a phenomenal person with me today. He's smiling like a Cheshire cat in the background and really looking forward. He was uh, uh, recommended for me to speak to by another good friend of me, is Domingo, who I met in Ireland. And he said, you have to speak to this guy. And I went, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And I sent you a message and it got lost into the stratosphere of email. But uh, that's the point that we'll probably speak about in a few moments. But luckily, I sent him a video message and he picked it up and I went, awesome. So welcome, Alec. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. So glad to be here. And I actually uh, said it correctly. It's Alex Stern. That's correct. America's success startup. So he's an entrepreneur. So look. My name is Jason Cooper. I'm your host today. I'm a sales strategist, sales coach. I help sales teams deliver better results. It's all about gifted leaders who employ brilliant and intriguing strategies to great effect and no more than my guest today. So look, I'm going to give you a little bit of blurb. And if I miss anything out, please fill in the gaps because there's lots and lots of stuff that you've done, which is exceptional. So um, yeah, my heart's racing because it's going to be really good. So Alex is an entrepreneur. I think you're uh, a quadruple entrepreneur. I think you've done it eight times and you've also exited five times. You've also done two IPOs for the people actually are in audio. I actually went two fingers there, the peace sign, which is two and 1.1 trillion euros, dollars, or I think it's dollars, isn't it? It's in, in the, the American economy. So, um, you're uh, performing hundreds of keynotes around the world, popular sessions in sort of startup, um, Space International, City Summit, Power Team International. Oh, there's loads on here. So co-founder, a team of eight startups. I've already said that. And sort of the best known in my mind is Constant Contact, which is, I've used it. I've used the others as well, but I've used Constant Contact as well. So uh, it's absolutely awesome. So the last 18 years from startup, uh, that's absolutely extraordinary. So you've also been on Influence Magazine, plus two-time Visionary Award winner, uh, and also you've just won a, a new award. What's, what's that, Alex? Uh, yeah, so, so it's the World Authority uh, on Entrepreneurship. And it's the credible source uh, selected me for that, um, which um, I'm, I'm honored. Uh, so, in, uh, Influence Magazine, the top 100 influencer, uh, was you know more centered uh, in the North America. Uh, so this is this is an international uh, recognition for my entrepreneurial efforts. So efforts, I think I think you've gone a little bit beyond efforts. I think you've gone <laughs> way beyond that. Uh, I'll take your hat off to you with what you've done. If we can backtrack a little bit before you went into that entrepreneurial space, tell me uh, sort of little snapshots along the way that that sort of anchor points into 
getting you to that first startup? Sure. Yeah, that's uh, uh, appreciate the question. And just just to set the stage, um, you know, there are a couple of first things I would say is, uh, you know, oftentimes, and I was recently asked this on an interview that, you know, was I born with a silver spoon in my mouth? You know, and so so the answer is yes, this is actually it. Oh, lovely. Um, but, but my my mom bought this at a flea market. Uh, so so <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so my my mom was an entrepreneur. My dad worked. Uh, he, he was a designer. And so um, and had was involved with many patents. Um, but but I really learned from my mom kind of the, you know, the scrappiness and the uh, the passion and the the desire to succeed as a as a small business owner and an entrepreneur. And and I got the bug young. If I, there are certain things I wanted, I had to go and raise the, you know, make the money myself and go get it, um, uh, which I did and and built up, you know, nice little businesses in the neighborhood doing all kinds of different things you know, for the neighbors. And and so uh, when I went to college, I studied um, marketing. And one of the few things my dad taught me that was of great value was you know, why would you go into marketing? You know, if you really want to know the customer, you got to go into sales, you know, and you'll learn everything possible as a, when you're in sales. And then once you've learned a lot about the customer, then you go into marketing. So, so I heeded that advice and got out of college. And I had done a case study of a company up, up here at the time, Prime Computer that in Boston. Uh, and I, I was at Syracuse, upstate New York and uh, Syracuse University. So we did a case study on the, this company Prime, and I really lo- I, I loved what they were doing, and they were they were innovative, and they just seemed they just seemed like you know not that big stodgy kind of IBM and others like it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so so I pursued pursued to get a job there, and the longer story, but but I had to sell myself big time to be the first one they ever hired right out of college, which they did. And then they went which- on to hire forty to sixty people annually, and I used to speak at you know those classes to as the first and so on. But, but uh, so I went into uh, sales, I went into the sales training area to, to go through all the trainings that they had and, and see what made sense for me as a recent college grad. And, and anyway, so, so, so I got all the learnings and then they, they placed me into a Boston field office and, and as an account manager in business development. And, um, you know, another long story of that, that sort of initial experience, but, but I, I did really well at it. And I was a rookie mm-hmm. of the year for the company against people with five to 10 years experience. I was the, the first one right out of college and, and knocked it out of the park. And so had some great success with that and stayed there for, for a bit of time. And one of the executives, many levels above me, was head of worldwide, uh, worldwide sales and marketing, was leaving to go to a startup. And so he said, you know, would you want to come with me? You know, I can give you, I can't give you a, worldwide sales or anything, but I can give you a district, you know, kind of in, in, uh, in North, in North America. And eventually we can move you up, you know, we just got to, some deck chairs need to shuffle around a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, and he was being polite coming in with sort of what was there and, and so on. And so I, so I had a book of business millions in hand that I just had to close that was, you know, close to closing and an opportunity to join a startup that in six months I may not, you know, it may not be around and I may not have a job. So, so I was really sort of torn. And so I waited and I closed some of that business and I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And I finally left and went and joined them. And so, so five years, almost to the day after I joined, we went public, we had an IPO. Wow. So I was one of the early ones in the team and we had, had really good success. And I took over North American sales and marketing and, and, um, and it went really well. And so, so I, you know, all of a sudden I have this piece of paper, you know, and I'm like, it's worth what, you know, after the IPO and you're 
options become shares and shares have a value. I was like, yeah. whoa, yeah. hey, <laughs> how do I do this again? So, so that started the bug and I've since went on, as you mentioned, to, to seven other startups where I was either on the founding team or co-founder uh, with, with five exits so far. Um, you know, the others are still, uh, there's still potential. <laughs> so what was that gut feeling uh, that you had at that, that sort of point where you went, I'm in a stable job, uh, like I can carry on, I'm doing really well. But what was that feeling inside when, what, 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 what went through your mind? Yeah, so so I, I'm I'm um I'm very independent. You know, I, I'm not very needy. I didn't I didn't need to uh, lean on a lot of other people to do it to do the job. And in fact, when I started that that job, my first boss, uh, uh, so my first boss, you know, I was in corporate right with training, and they were saying, "Well, we're going to sign you into the field. Do you want to go back to it? my family's in New Jersey? Like, do you want to go mm -hmm. to the Jersey office?" I'm like, "No, I want to stay in Boston." So they basically placed me into this office in Boston. My manager at the time basically pulled me in and said, you are a liability to me. Like you have just taken one of my uh, hires away of someone that I could have gotten with experience. And now, I and now I'm stuck with you. So don't take, don't waste my time. Don't waste the time of, you know, your, the fellow salespeople, you know, you're on your own. Like he basically just said, you know, have at it. We'll give you a territory. We'll give, give you some accounts and you gotta, you gotta figure it out. So, so I was just, um, I was determined to succeed just cause that's, that's how, who I am, but that just fueled me even more. And so yeah. I actually started getting out there and I, and I, and I was, I got the worst of worst accounts. Like, in fact, I'd call on them and they're like, what are you doing here? We kicked you out, your company out two years ago. What are you doing here? And I proceeded to win back some of those and, and I was leaning on, on, on someone in the team, um, that, uh, you know, that was willing to like, just like, what do I do now? Like, you know, what, what do I get them to sign? And like, I, I really knew nothing. So, so she would help me kind of on the, on the sly and without him knowing that, that she was doing that. Well, the net net of it was I started closing some business. He took, uh, took a job in corporate. She became the boss. And so, so then we, it was perfect. Like I had someone that, that, you know, that I, that I let, I, I did have to lean on, on, on some mm -hmm. of the semantics and stuff. And we had a great relationship and have, and, and have, I brought her into constant contact, um, years later and, you know, and we still, still have a great relationship, but, but it was just an interesting start for me and to really have to be self, you know, self-serving and, and do it on my own. So what are the key attributes that you had that, uh, made you win? made you win business obviously you had an incredible mindset but what, what were the other things that sort of pushed you in the right direction yeah and so 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 one of the things i've lived by since i was a little kid is that uh, to me a no means not now right so i never hear the word no when i was a kid i'd go ask my mom on a hot summer day can i have an ice cream she said no but if i did a couple of chores or i helped her on a project and went back and said mom can i have an ice cream she's like take two honey take, go ahead you're you, you know You've been so helpful today. <laughs> well, since that time, now play forward. You know, in this particular instance, this 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 just you know magnified that concept because everyone was saying no. They would not let me in the door. They would not you know want to see me. Um, but I but I just didn't hear no. And I honestly I I was persistent and uh, but but in a in a positive way, not being a pain. Right. So. 
So I'll just tell you one quick side story that I just thought of. So one of the one of the accounts we were in and we got kicked, we we had gotten they still had our some of our equipment, but they had it's hardware and software and 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 some applications and that were running on this platform. And so so they still had some of our stuff, but but we were it wasn't an active account anyway. I hadn't bought in several years. So I called in and I got out to an executive admin and said, you know, I'd need to speak to so and so and that will, you know, um, he's not available. Who, who's calling? And, and so she took my information. I said, you know, let me know. When, uh, please have him call me or, you know, let me know a good time to call him back. You know, mm-hmm. and this went on for a couple of weeks and and I kept trying and trying and trying. And she kept saying, no, no, no. And I was like being blocked. Right. But I didn't hear no. So this one particular day I called her and I just said, you know, can I speak? You know, I, I really need to speak to him. She said, listen, you've, you, you're calling me like every few days. I'm telling you, he's he's not interested. You know, he. He doesn't have time for you. And I and I, I said, well, I said, I just need 30 minutes of his time. Why can't you give me 30 minutes on his calendar? Like, that, I think, you know, we've done business with you before and things have changed. You know, I'm the new guy in town. Right. So I want to go back in. And so she said, you can't talk to him. I'm like, why? She's like, he's out of the country. I'm like, oh, how long is he out of the country for? She's like, two weeks. I'm like, I'll hold. She's like, what? I said, I'm going to hold on the phone. I'm not going anywhere. So she puts me on hold and I must have cracked up with the other admins and others in the office and came back and she said, that was the funniest thing. You made my day with that. I said, can I have 30 minutes when he gets back? She said, let me find time on his calendar. And so she literally booked the session and guess what? They bought over a million dollars worth of of, uh, hardware and software from me about nine months later. That's absolutely incredible. And one of the biggest things about sales is rapport. So you've obviously built up that rapport but you made someone's day, so they, they had to let you in. Right. They, they, yeah. That's probably uh, the, the, the key thing there. So uh, you did an awesome job there. So yeah. What, what does uh, success mean to you? How, how, how do you perceive, because you've obviously been, you have been extremely successful, but how do you perceive that? Now you've uh, done all of these eight startups and this, that, and the other. How do you, how do you see it now as opposed to when, you were going through it uh, uh, in the beginning. Yeah, so so a lot hasn't changed from that perspective. You know, I, like to me, success is earned, right? And so so I'm I'm constantly seeking or earning success, right? So I'm constantly looking for it, finding ways to succeed. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lo- there's a broader story than just those eight companies. I'm, I'm currently co-founder of Four Things. We've started an innovation think tank and spinning out some businesses that we're self-funding and eventually get to a point, and then we take external funding. And so I'm involved in a lot of things. And so, so I'm just fueled by you know, um, I, uh, all of this is very repeatable, um, and and it's really, you know, it starts with some of the basic things that we all we all have to be passionate about something. Mm-hmm. We have to believe believe in what we're doing. We have to validate what we're doing and and bring that to others, you know, in our target market for them to give us the proof points and the the you know get wide eyed with our idea and, and know we're onto something because everything else is gonna try to stop us, right? You go to your mm-hmm. family and they're like, hey, you know, I'm, I want to start. I want to do a startup. They're like, you're crazy. You know, when I when we were starting um, Constant Contact, you know, we weren't taking salaries. I had three mortgages at the time. And a bunch of other expenses. Yeah. And we started the company. We weren't taking salaries. So my mom initially was just like, you know, you know, you're going to go bankrupt. Like, go get a go get a real job. <laughs> what are you doing? That sounds like a mother too. Yeah, yeah. Very motherly. But let's just yeah. let's just play forward. Ten years later, when we go public, 
who on Facebook in all caps wrote, I always knew it would be a success. I'm so proud of you, right? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, the, that's a very motherly thing, just backtracking <laughs> their words. Once they see the success that you're going through and they go, wow, you've done well, son. Yeah, so that's so, absolutely incredible. So my, I'm challenged all the time to, to just find success, right? So I don't, I, and another one of my sort of things that I live by and I have for many, many years are accomplishments are something to build on, not rest on. And that, that can be done day to day, week to week, company to company, you know, uh, new ideas, whatever it is. So I don't, I don't sit on and rest on those laurels. You know, I, I've, I've had some, some success, but I want more. And, mm -hmm. when, and it's not from a greedy perspective. I'm fueled by helping others. I'm fueled by uh, helping uh, folks succeed, like small businesses and, and other startups. And, and of course, the stuff that I'm working on, disrupting markets that have existed for a long time that there's room for for a, for a, for a new solution in town, right? So, uh, so I'm yeah. I, I I'm fueled by that. So for me, I just thrive on finding new success points. So that's, that's awesome. It, yeah. I've been involved in uh, many uh, tech startups myself, so I can understand that sort of I don't know. It's that, that gut feeling that that your heart is pounding and you want to do everything to succeed, and it's it's fun along the way. As much as you might be bootstrapped or you're you're running on vapors, but there's uh, some sort of thing in the background that says it's going to work. It has to work. You know, sometimes it doesn't always work, but you know, you put your mind at it, and hopefully it will still happen, and your dreams will come true. So now you do keynote speaking and uh, public. The question I was going to ask actually is, when you actually went for VC funding, what were the the key things that you that you were say, saying to sort of influence uh, the the um venture capital companies uh when you were pitching to them i just sure. wanted to know for myself actually yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna answer this but I, but i want to just be clear I'm, I'm i'm answering it with a few hats the first okay. is being an entrepreneur and yep. going out and fundraising the second is is um is i'm a, a limited partner in a venture fund for tech investments g20 ventures and I've also been an angel investor, uh, doing a, a bunch of things myself. So uh, more so, more so, trying to do all tech stuff goes through the G20 ventures, and then non-tech in other areas I do on my own. And so, so I I, I understand uh, what you know. I understand what they're looking for, right? But there's also what you need to do, right, prior to even talking to 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 a venture capitalist. And, and if you go to my my website alexspeaks.com there's a blog post about fundraising. And so I, I I actually put a lot of things in there that I think are really important. And I talk about getting smart money. So that so and being smart about getting money and and finding smart money. And so mm -hmm. so really what that's saying is that like you might have the most incredible idea um, um, but uh, when you're going to go and present the first thing you're going to look at is the founder or co-founders. They're going to want to understand, you know, um, uh, if it's one, they're not going to, you know, a lot of times they're not going to be comfortable with that. They want to know more than one person's sort of, you know, wearing this, this, uh, this company, uh, you know, kind of wearing it in their heart and, and you know, in their head uh, to make it succeed. Yeah, and oftentimes yeah. not, you can't be the general store manager that does everything, right? So if you're a single co-founder and you're technical or you're on the business side, you know, you complement that with someone who, who has skills to do some of the things you're not necessarily great at. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to want to hear you learning on their dime how to do these other things, right? 
So you stay in your lane, you figure out what that is, and you add people in, right? So, and that could be a co-founder or two, or other sort of C C-suite, you know, other people that have been there and done that and are really strong in a particular area versus you learning it and taking all that time, right? So, mm-hmm. so they're gonna look at the team, they're gonna look at the founders, they're gonna look at the team, they're gonna look at you know um, the, uh, what 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 is your what are you offering and what's unique about it, you know, so your unique you know unique value proposition. And then, and how big of a market or problem exists today? What are the solutions that are out there and how are you different? And, and, mm-hmm. and so how are you gonna succeed at this? And then, and then I, I kind of then say the next thing is really around the go-to-market. How are you gonna go-to-market and, and how are you gonna scale this? And oftentimes, great, 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 great uh, team, great prob- solving a big problem. They're really unique about what they're doing but they don't know how they're gonna scale it. And mm-hmm. so the scale strategy that I've seen and, and I've succeeded with is always been around channels, strategic partnerships, affiliates, and, and working through other intermediaries that your target market is hanging out with in one way or another. And some mm-hmm. of those relationships are really strong. So there's a trusted, tighter relationship and others are a little bit more loose, but there's a whole variety of categories that you can get access to your target market. So in the case of Constant Contact and a few others that I've, I've worked with where we're selling to Main Street small businesses, mm-hmm. the answer is not hire 100 salespeople to walk down Main Street and do that. You know, the offering is not really that, you know, it's very low budget and yeah. it's not gonna, you know, you're not gonna scale hiring hundreds of salespeople to go door to door selling a small business. So you have to work through others that are trusted resources to those, to this ta- that target market. Uh, if you're on the enterprise side, and your offering is $100,000 and it takes more, uh, more kind of consultative selling and, 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 and FaceTime and things like that, then, uh, then, then may, maybe it's higher as 100 salespeople. But in a lot of instances, the answer, is, the, the answer to scale is channels. And if you yeah. can get, get a few customers and then show them directionally, yeah, this is good for this audience that we're, that we're serving, and, and we're going to scale it through these different categories of channel partners, then oftentimes that, that's the, they'll be willing to fund that because it's just a, a more, more money and the use of proceeds will, will mm-hmm. get, get you to that scale point. I remember when I uh, uh, went on uh, a program to go to uh, Silicon Valley, uh, San Francisco, and we had a mentor out there it was a, a people tracking piece of software and we had to go and see hundreds of people. And then I had to stand up on stage and present to 200 VCs. I was absolutely, uh, my heart was in my mouth. Uh, that, that, was, that was the kind of words that I was going to say, uh, but from a 20, <laughs> 20 minute pick, uh, pitch, uh, we were told to get it down to one minute and uh, we had to stand up there for just one minute and uh, gain people's interest in what we had to, what we were doing. And then it was all about how many customers that we've actually got signed up on our SaaS platform and all, all of that. So I sort of understand that process and it excites me even when I think of it. So what do you think the, the challenges that people are facing now in this wonderful world that we're living in right now? And how, what do you think the, the, the best strategies for uh, entrepreneurs right now, and even even leaders right now, to sort of pivot. Sure, yeah. So so, um, I mean, I think pivot is the last the last resort strategy. Okay. You know, oftentimes what what I, uh, and I've talked to 
hundreds and hundreds of startups and small businesses in the in the last sort of four to four to five months. Mm-hmm. And I will ask them, are you uh, what you know in terms of your vision, your goal, where you see yourself in three or five years? Are you on a path to to get you there? And hemming and hawing, uh, half of them say no. So so oftentimes, you know, uh, we're just so caught up in the day to day, right? We're on yeah. this hamster wheel where we're working day, you know, you know, uh, sort of the day to day. And so I'll say this is the time you need to focus on working working on the business, not in the business. So get out of the day to day and the tactics. Look at it strategically, and just see: Are you on that path to you know for uh, to get you to that place for success? Yeah. And what are you yeah. doing every day to get you there? Um, so, so I think looking at things strategically is is very important now. The second thing is that um, you know we're all uh, people are stuck or fearful or waiting, and you know they want to know. Well, when the new normal, you know, and all this other stuff kicks in, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll get going. It's like no. Now's the time. I have another blog post about um, a concept uh, on my website uh, called about um, like we talk about social distancing, physical distancing. I'm talking about long distancing. And yeah, by long yeah. distancing, you know, you've got to go back into your in time, right? Go to your go into your Rolodex, go back into your contacts list, go back to the people that influenced you in the past. Your mentors, your you know, your teachers, your possible investors, people you used to work with, customers, strategic partners, whoever it is, right? Go back into your past and and reach out and and see what they're up to. Offer value to them first, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like, how can I help you? And then they're like, well, what are you up to? And then you tell them. And and so I've had some of the most successful conversations in the last four or five months than I've had in most of my career, in wow. in in getting to someone. One on one, and either they're a perfect fit, or within two degrees of separation of them, I'm getting to someone that can really influence something I'm involved with, from getting me funding for a project, or you know, uh, mentoring and advising, or possible strategic you know relationship partnership. Like you know, the list goes on. And so I think it's just really important. Uh, people that have a little bit extra time right now, mm-hmm. they they can be available. Um, you can go. Um, like go out and seek uh, seek sort of counsel and 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 advice and and have asks. Um, if you're going to go out and talk to your target market, you know we always tend to want to go to family. We want to go to you know uh, uh, people we've done with business with before. Yeah. I tell you, go to complete strangers. Go go to people you don't know because then you'll get brutal, honest feedback, and you need that. Yeah. Like yeah. you need someone to be you know, straight up with you on love this idea or I don't not. Oh, honey, you're so great. You know, family's going to tell you how you're so great. And yeah, and, yeah that and, we do. Yeah. You know, we're, we're right here supporting you. <laughs> and I think that's the best approach uh, possible is to go to people that don't know you and they can. Yeah, you're absolutely right, because they're just going to say that's a wonderful idea. I absolutely go for it. Or they can say, look, you're wasting your money. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your effort. And forget about it right so if you had a magic pill and you know we were speaking about uh movies and tv shows before we got on today if you had a magic pill for five minutes and it made you gave you superhuman powers of whatever degree but you only have five minutes what would you use it for and how would you use it for wow um hmm I got to think about that for a second, uh, but that, that's a great question. Um, 
I, I think it would just align with maybe a, a superpower that I that I that I, that I feel um, that it, well, it's something that I I have have grown grown and and um, and and now sort of make available, and that's uh, there's, it's a pay it forward, I think. Yeah. But but more more importantly, I, I have a lot of learnings, and I want to empower others. And so, if I could just empower, you know, I mean, half a million people. Or, or more at this point, I've touched through this COVID, you know, this last four or five months yeah. through getting on, uh, you know, show, shows like this and summits and podcasts and interviews and getting out and, and sort of offering up, you know, just uh, try to give them some golden nuggets of things that, that from my, my learnings, good, good, bad, you know, success, failure and, 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 and empowering people. So if I could, if I had five minutes and I can empower as many people as possible in the, in the broadest I guess forum to do so, I, I would pay it forward and, and want to help raise the water level of startups and small businesses. Hey, excellent. Uh, I know I threw you off a little bit there, but uh, right. I had to throw it in there because uh, it makes people think on their feet. And yeah. I love it. And you, you've said some really wonderful things. And uh, for the people that have been speaking to before you and uh, afterwards, uh, what I, I learned so much from people like you, because you empower me to make me speak to more people so I learn and other people learn as well along the way. And I think it's wonderful that the job that you've done. So I will take my hat off to you for the stuff that you've done. Um, you. It says in your bio about uh, you do public speaking and you do seminars or you did do seminars and all that yeah. in real life. Uh, tell me what you, what, what the, the seminars and the keynotes uh, are all about. Sure. Yeah. So, so, uh, and, and, uh, so, so that was going kind of around the world, mostly in North America, but, but certainly yeah. around the world to, to go to live events, you know, uh, up to thousands of people. And, 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 and so I've often, um, you know, been asked to keynote and, and so, so the general topics are typically things around, um, you know, I sort of have this, uh, approach to, you know, pillars for achieving startup or small business success. Uh, it's, you know, early days, lessons learned. And it's just sort of just, just sort of a different derivative. Um, I, you know, I don't have any slides with words on them. Uh, you know, everything is, is, you know, I, I adapt to, to the audience. I, I'm one of the things that's is sort of my, one of my, one of my rules, cause, cause I used to attend and go to conferences and I'd hear a speaker. And I'm like, wow, like, yeah. I just want to go up and thank them. Or I just want to get, see if we can connect. I think we could do some business together or, whatever it is, right? I have a question for them. And mm. oftentimes they do their talk and their handlers would block them and they, you know, they kind of go out the back door, get in their limo and take off, right? Yeah, yeah. And I said, if I'm ever asked to keynote an event, I will be the first one to arrive and the last one to leave and I will be in that room for all the other talks. And so, so one of the things that I, 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 and I live by that, and I've been recognized by many of the hosts to say, you know, that, I, that I'm actually doing that and applaud that because oftentimes people will whisk in, speak and whisk out. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to know the audience. I want to get a feel for the, you know, kind of how it's flowing, you know, their interaction, what what the other speakers are saying, um, so that I then I adjust my message, you know, based on on kind of the the in the moment experience. So mm -hmm. so I really enjoy it. And just as you know, I love this uh, today because we talked about it. Like I don't need a bunch of pre written questions. Let's let's wing it. And that you said that's your approach, and I love that yeah. because we'll just see how the conversation flows. And and I do that when I get up on stage and. And I've had to cover backstory, like, um, you know, um, mind, mindset, 
you know, all kinds of other things, um, you know, besides, you know, cause, cause I think, you know, your mindset, your mindset is, is probably 80%, you Absolutely. know, yeah, of, of your success as it relates to something that you're working on. And so are you passionate, right? Like passion is so key. You got to be passionate and you've got to, but there's a passion meter and eventually you get to a point if you go a little bit too far, then yeah. you're potentially going to miss a bunch of things and could go down with that ship, you know, just because you're, you're, you're hook or crook. I'm going to make this thing work. And, and you're not, may, may not take feedback. You may not really hear your target, target market. You may not even ask them because you know, you know, like <laughs> I know this, I'm, I used to be them. I'm so passionate, but you're not them today. Right. And so, so there's all, all these things. So, so I think, you know, it's, it's your passion and, and, and visualizing things. I mean, I've done this my whole career, especially in sales where, in business development where I don't put myself across the table talking to somebody. I visualize being on the same side of the table, sitting next to them, having a conversation, consulting with them, and we're solving something together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, visualize, I visualize them signing, signing the documents that we will work together. We're going to shake. I visualize shaking hands with them. Yeah. And I've had incredible success, and it's because I, 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 I visualize that. that. Tell me, tell me about that because I do that all the time. I, I do, I did it even before we. I do it before every single podcast, so yeah. it goes well in my head. So tell me what you do because I'm fascinated with that. Yeah, so so often for me, it's I, I, there's um, so so I, so during COVID, one of my dear friends, uh, um, uh, you know, she was like, well, you know, uh, there was um, there were with all these uh, uh, full moons and new moons and whatever. She was like, you yeah. know, there's uh, there's some meditation you know, jump, jump on one with me. And so I did. And so it became a joke that I now have a holistical practice. I called it right. Because <laughs> yeah, like, I did a meditation and then I did a second one. I'm like, I've doubled my practice, you know? So, so some of this, some of this is new to me, you know? So, um, but, but, and I, and I found it to be very effective. And, and so during COVID I was like, I'm trying anything like whatever, whatever I'm open to anything that's going to come my way and not say, I don't need that, or that's not for me. And, so I've so I've just had some of those experiences, but, but 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 in this instance, and to answer your question, I mean I truly just I really spent a lot of time thinking through the steps, the stuff that like we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and then and getting the buy-in here, uh, we'll handle the object objections, and we'll understand you know from from that experience where we need to go with the conversation, and so I just I just visualize all the way through, and then I know when I walk in there. Build that, you know, I build a rapport immediately, you know, and, and I think one of the key things that I've, someone else had uh, said this of me when I was dealing with a bunch of people in a room in a sales mm -hmm. scenario, like you read, a, you read a room of people better than anyone we've ever met. So I, I'll quickly assess, Jason wants a joke, you know, yeah. this other person wants, you know, what, what are the, num the numbers? Like get to the numbers, you know, this other one wants to know the, you know, the technology and the speeds and feeds and the details, mm -hmm. right? And so I was, you know, sort of understand that and then try, try to build your rapport by under, understanding, you know, what they, they need and then and work that work sort of all the, the folks in that room. And I do the same, you know, when even in smaller groups to to just understand, um, not not have sort of a set way that I do things like mm -hmm. just like we're doing here in this podcast. So, you, you, you know, kind of wing it, see yeah, where the yeah. conversation goes. That has to happen in, in, in life. Right. In these yeah, sales exactly. scenarios. Yeah. So, so I adapt as I go, but I visualize, I visualize the end game and I just know these are steps getting us there. And again, I don't, no means not now. So build that relationship, build that relationship, 
work it, understand why they said no. And then I've turned many of those no's into yeses later. Oh, that's absolutely incredible. And uh, you've actually taken it to a next level with me because that's exactly what I do. And I've been taught to do that. Uh, ironically enough, there's a book that you should maybe read. It's called Into the Magic Shop. I can't okay. remember who wrote it, but he is uh, San Francisco in the sort of late 80s. And the whole the whole idea is when he was a kid, he went to this magic shop in this torn down neighborhood and there was a lady in there and she taught him the keys to visualization plus a load of jokes and tricks and stuff like that but that was the whole idea of the premise and he actually came extremely successful by using that approach so love that that's really cool and uh something that i use i, I do a bit of meditation here and there uh, I, I'm, I'm, but i i do believe in the power of visualization at the end goal and then work out the steps backwards so that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I congratulate you for that. Uh, hey, thanks. It's worked so far. <laughs> you've given so much uh, already, and uh, you've given so loads of golden nuggets. So what's the key sort of golden nuggets for um, serial entrepreneurs that are successful, like yourself, but they can feed forward back to the, the next generation? Well, yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, that, that's something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, so, so, so th there's a lot of things that we didn't talk about, but, but yeah. so, so I'm involved in a lot of accelerators. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I've been active through the co-working spaces, the universities, the, you know, in their entrepreneurial programs. And I speak on campuses all over, I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, Boston, we've got 75 colleges and universities in a 50 mile radius, including Harvard and MIT. And I talk, talk up most of them, not most wow. of the big, most of the big ones, you know, where I'll go in on a quarterly basis or at least annual. Um, and, um, and in fact, even like the Harvard law, law school, which I understand that it's usually it's Supreme court judges and justices and, you know, all these, you know, t top folks in the law field. And they've only had, what, what I was told, I was the second entrepreneur that wasn't in law that spoke there. First one was Mark Zuckerberg, and they said I was second. So, <laughs> so well, that's I'm, good. I'm going with that. But, but yeah, yeah, so yeah. Well, that's that's good. I, I would do. I, I would quite handle that. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's that's an okay thing to have. Yeah. In, so, in um, so, so giving back to me and, and spending time through through these different accelerators. I'm involved in some of the largest ones in the world, uh, Mass Challenge and Tech Stars and. Uh, yes, where, uh, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, um, um, I'll speak, you know, I'll, I'll advise, I'll mentor, do different things. But the one thing that I, is so, so important, and that that's really important for folks to get involved and, in, and you can flex your, your kind of your skills with what you do best and offer mm -hmm. that up to others. And, and sometimes you can get out of your comfort zone. If you're, if you've only been in one vertical space, your whole career, you could be advising and mentoring someone in a totally different space and get to know that other space. And so yeah. there's some challenges, personal challenges that I've, you know, been able to, um, you know, uh, uh, explore having not been in certain industries and that got me excited about some other industries and now I'm involved in those industries. So, so there's some great, great things that come back to you. Right. But the, but the key thing is, for me is uh, so I'm on task forces for the city and the and the state of Massachusetts for small business and entrepreneurship and innovation, and the key key thing is there's a lot of inner city uh, areas are, are around the world mm -hmm. where where they don't have they don't have access to 
to mentors, to advisors. Yeah. You know, they don't have the programs per se. And we've there's been several that have spun up in, in the Boston area for inner city uh, urban innovation. And so I'd like to go there and spend as much time as possible working with startups and small businesses, as well as kids in junior high school and high school up and work with them and ideate and spend time to try to come up with ideas. Mm -hmm. And especially with these kids who are making a decision after school to whether, you know, they're going to go uh, steal something, potentially, you know, uh, sell drugs or maybe yeah. get involved yeah. with gangs or whatever. All kinds of things are, that's the, that's the normalcy that they know from, from upbringing, family, neighborhood, whatever. And then they're coming to make decisions to, to try to, you know, better themselves and, and, and ideate around uh, uh, and innovate around ideas. And then eventually spin up starting something and we, you know, coach and guide them on, on that. And then mm -hmm. now to go to the alumni and the, uh, See, seeing the alumni updates of ones that are still going, many of them still going and, and they're sort of succeeding and finding out that these kids are now graduating high school and are going to be going on to college or started college and have gotten out of college and still working on, on that idea or other ideas. So, so that's the most rewarding for me is to really just empower people in, 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 in areas that they just don't, you know, they would not get, get in their car, get on a train, ride a bike or walk to an innovation district somewhere else in a city, you know, we've got to sort of bring some of that to them. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's absolutely yeah. incredible. So, um, yeah, that's absolutely, uh, I'm actually lost for words here, but I'm, I'm never <laughs> usually lost for words, but that's just really, that's really almost, uh, emotional. So, um, yeah. I love that. So what is your biggest achievement to date? Uh, doesn't have to be financial, doesn't have to be the constant contact, but what's, what's the biggest thing that you've done to date, which is like, Leaves you speechless like me. Wow. Uh, so, so I just, I went through a cancer bout and, um, and so that became a, a footnote of a bigger story. Uh, I won't get into all the details, but, okay. but, but I had a robotic surgery and I died on the operating table oh, and they cool. had to revive me and bring me back. And this was two years ago last week. Um, and so, so, that that just the personal sort of um, yeah, yeah dealing with that the and but but more importantly like I just wrote a you know there's another blog post on my website uh, about this journey and and sort of the learnings and the takeaway and I just kind of the first thing that came into my mind is that hundreds and hundreds of people have written me or come to me sidebar and said you know what I'm faced with this or I I'm about to go through my own journey. Yeah. Or I'm in the midst of it. No one knows. Just my wife knows. You know, I haven't told the kids. Like they've all come because I inspired them to, uh, and through my telling my story and my learnings through the story. You know, and I was also a co uh, authored in a book about beat, beating cancer, and and there's just these things. And so, so, so I didn't really. I, it was going to be a routine thing, and and so I thought I'll get through it, and then I'll be a poster child of prostate cancer, and I would tell people go get your PSA blood test yeah, to just, yeah. you know, see if the, if there's a, if there's any early indications so you can, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's managed better if known early, like anything else in life. But, but, you know, with all the other complications and stuff, it, you know, this, this routine thing took, you know, a much longer journey to, to, uh, for me in a, in a, in a sort of a longer fight, but I never once lost my, you know, my approach to solving things and knocking things down and obstacles, uh, I think, you know, handling of obstacles is probably the summary of this story. 
of yeah. how do you handle obstacles? Like um, if you can figure out the way to handle an obstacle, right? We can get drawn into it. Like I had my moments, you know, like this is it. Like, um, you know, I, why, why go on, right? I had those yeah. moments. Yeah. But the, the bottom line is that it's like, no, I've got, I've got, I'm, I was brought back here. She up there or whoever's up there said to me, you know, you got more to do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I've taken every single day and, and try to do as much as I can uh, be, because I'm, I'm here for a reason, but, yeah. but, but the learning of handling of obstacles in life and business, everything, they come right. And they come often. And those are usually the things when we get stuck, we get fearful and we quit. Yeah. We want to take our bat yeah. and our ball and we want to go home. And so we have to learn how to knock down that obstacle and just know you're not the first one. And in fact, there are many have succeeded at, at knocking that obstacle down mm -hmm. and some have failed. You could break it down into smaller pieces but but yeah, but yeah. if you were like me, learning how to deal with obstacles, I would write it down on a piece of paper, put a little box next to it, and hope I could check it at the end of the day. Yeah. It was there the next day and the next day. It weighed on me, right? So I've learned how to do that. You develop the muscle memory to knock down obstacles. And behind that obstacle, guess what? There's a bigger one. And yeah. you got to knock that one down. And when you knock that one down, guess what? Behind that one's a bigger one. They come, they come at us all the time in life and especially in business. And if you're starting something even more so, you know, cause you just got to, every day is another one, but, but you just build that muscle memory and, and, and I deal with everything through humor. So I find mm -hmm. humor in everything. I and, agree. Absolutely. You get the endorphin endorphins yeah. going and you'll, you'll get that clear head to the runner's high and through those endorphins to, to figure it out. And um, so I think that that would be, an achievement that I, I've sort of turned into to something to, as as I've heard, have inspired others uh, in yeah. their, their own journeys. So, well, you definitely inspired me. I feel uh, absolutely the endorphins are rushing through <laughs> me. I feel absolutely incredible. So, uh, you've done a, a wonderful journey. Look, I, I know I've taken up a lot of time, but no I, I'm thinking I want to ask actually because I'm 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 intrigued. And it's a burning question in my head. What do you think is the next big thing out there? We have FinTech, we've had uh, all, of, all of this um, uh, other wonderful um, medical technology that's out there. We've got artificial intelligence. We've got um, all this other stuff. What do you think the next thing out there is? Yeah, so, so you know, a, a lot of that's evolving and all that we've experienced over these last four or five, six months, we, we've obviously seen some points of failure, you know, in, in supply yeah. chain and, 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 and sort of a lot of areas. So I think that, that it's just an opportunity and right for a lot, a lot of stuff to, to come into play. I think, you know, um, the overlay in of, of software and technology and not only just physical, physical requirements there. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there's a fair amount. And, and then I've always been enamored with augmented reality and, and uh, AIs and augmented reality and seeing how to apply that into the business. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen it in some things, you know, like imagine if you, you know, if you were able to track the, the person who was fishing and the lure, the lure that they used and the rod that they used that caught that yep. fish that then, you know, traveled the world to, to get on your plate for dinner at that restaurant. Like, I met, you could see all the sort of the steps along the way and, and have accountability, you know, and, and know that journey. Like, you know, that, that's just sort of, you know, just a visual sort of a visual metaphor of yeah. all the things within business that, that I think there's just it's ripe for us to do so much more. And and I think the last thing I've learned, I learned pre 
this last five or six months, but I've gotten into it a lot more is, um, you know, we, we have to, we have to be, we have to be able to solve for ourselves. Right. And, and find new things to succeed. So I was doing uh, very well in getting around and speaking. And as I said, a bunch of startups that, you know, I'm, that I'm co-founder of and, and mm-hmm. sort of were self-funding and, and all, everything was just swimming, going swimmingly. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything, the rug came out. So now I had to reinvent to do a lot of things virtual, 15 to 20 interviews on average a week. Ooh. You know, I mean, I've just, just stepped in and, you know, yeah. uh, uh, full on. Um, but then also thinking about like, you know, if, if your income, if you've lost your income, you know, what do you do to replace it? And I've so, I've, so I've done some side hustle, you know, passive things, you know, direct, direct marketing relate, related yeah. and found, found some great opportunities in some new, some, some spaces that are, that are evolving, like Forex currency trading and some other things. So, so I've been, you know, excited to just in some of those opportunities. Um, and, and uh, I think, you know, we all should be considering doing, doing more than what we do today, just to, to uh, those side hustles can become our future. If, yeah. you know, and I've had many, many other friends that that's the case where they've replaced what they were doing and have stepped into something else through those. So. That's absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah. Today's been absolutely exceptional, and I really take my hat off to you. And uh, uh, again, I'm lost for words because it's been such an exciting uh, roller coaster ride today. And uh, I've been embracing hard. It was, went right up, and then we did the right down part, and then we were right up again. So it's been absolutely uh, incredible. So I really appreciate all of your time Thanks. and all of the stuff that you've said today. So, how can people find out a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, so on the ticker tape uh, is my website, um, Alec, A-L-E-C, Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S, alecspeaks.com. Uh, you can find out more about me. You can learn about some of the stuff I'm involved in. There's some uh, some fun fun and uh, interesting readings on my blog. And then, of course, all my social channels are there. So if people want to connect through social, you can uh, just click right over and find me. So That's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you again. Uh, My name is Jason Cooper. I've been your host. You've been listening to the Global Sales Leader Podcast. And this is available on YouTube on my channel, which I like and share. It'll be on LinkedIn and uh, all the other social channels that we can think of. And this is also available on audio. So all of the platforms out there, the Spotify's, the iTunes and the Google's and all the other ones out there, there are lots of them. So uh, this would be all out there. And thank you once again. Thank you.